Midnight Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Health Conversations. The time is 23 minutes after 10. I'm laughing because... Um, uh, something technical <laughs> is happening. We've got gremlins once again in the studio and uh, the team and I can't hear each other. We are miming and things are just not working. If you were here or if we had a webcam, you'd be laughing as well. But nonetheless, let's continue with the health conversations. I'd like to welcome the CEO of the ICHAF Training Institute. He'll tell us how they pronounce this. And uh, this is Devan Munsami talking to us about the silent killer of long working hours, according to the World Health Organization. Thank you very much, Devan, for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for having me. So help me pronounce uh, the training institution that you're a CEO of. Uh, so it's uh, a TVET college called the ICHEF Training Institute. So the I Can Help Africa Training Institute. Excellent. All right. So in, in terms of the research that has been found, um, according to the World Health Organization, how deadly are long working hours to our health, physically and mentally? Uh, now, the study had revealed that working more than 55 hours a week in a paid job resulted in about 745,000 deaths in 2016, and that is up 590,000 in, in, um, in uh, from, from the year 2000. And the study further showed that around 398,000 of those deaths in 2016 were a result of people having stroke, and 347,000 was due to heart disease, which we know with cortisol in the system, it's linked to stress. And, uh, and as a result, these people unfortunately succumbed to it. Mm. So it's clearly something that we need to be looking out for. But how long is long working hours? Because some would say uh, for them working for uh, five hours of uh, stringent hard labor might be long. But uh, what does the World Health Organization deem as long? Mm. We can make a reference to South Africa in this case because our Basic Conditions of Employment Act states that the maximum normal working time allowed is about 45 hours a week. Now, that, that is likely to equate to about nine hours a day. So this doesn't mean that you know all employees must work the 45 hours. As you said, some people are a little bit more productive and squeezing everything into five hours, which we don't recommend somebody to do, by the way. But, um, you know, some people do that. Other people are most productive late at night, and then they, they sleep in quite late and also out of sync with the pattern. So the norm is about 45 hours a week. Some, you know, every individual operates differently. You know, there's some people in the design and creative space, some people in an administrative space where they're dealing with other customers and they can only engage from eight to five in the day. So it is different for everyone, but the norm is about nine hours in the day. A-team, as we're talking about uh, the, the, the fatalities that can occur from long working hours, and our guest is Devan Monsami, please do call in or contribute via our SMS line, which is 41391, or WhatsApp 0614104107. If you'd like to call in, it's on 011714 How 
bad are your working hours? Uh, do you feel that they are causing ill health for you? And uh, please do share with us. Now, um, uh, Devon, I'm, I'm also quite concerned because if we're saying about nine working hours are adequate, most of us have side hustles. So you'll have your nine working hours and then you, you pack in another maybe five hours after you've knocked off from your nine to five and you are now pushing your own hustle. Would this then be dangerous for our health? Uh, yes, it could be. You know, in some cases, what people are doing outside of their working hours may may also stimulate them positively. So, for example, I know a lot of people are creating content on on various social media platforms and seemingly enjoying it. But also, there could come there could be an additional stress in terms of not enough people subscribing to their channels, and they were perhaps hoping to create an additional revenue stream, as you say, the side hustle. So it it it, it depends largely on what the individual is actually engaging in. Um, are they releasing a lot of is the system creating or generating some <clears throat> some some endorphins, some happy chemicals? Or is it stimulating the bad chemicals like cortisol in the system, thus giving us ill health? So it largely varies from individual to individual. But if we're working a full nine hours and then after that going, because we make a bit of money, doing nothing um, for a positive way. Mm. So, um, Atima here has sent us a, a message saying long working hours are sometimes required for us to work, but they are truly not good for our health. I'm a witness. This is Israel Mlundi Kumalo, who is in Peter Maritzburg. And, you know, I, I get concerned because... In other countries, um, especially the first world countries, I mean, they are used to the culture of having more than one, two, three jobs. So would this mean that their fatalities due to long working hours are much longer than uh, um, is much higher than ours in South Africa? Now, if you look at it comparatively, I mean, the studies were, were conducted in, in, in the States. Um, and and in New York and and what we're looking at here is um, some of the first world nations versus the third world and in some cases play a role. So, uh, Devon, uh, we can't hear you very clearly. The line is not good. Let's try again. Devon, are you there? All right, I'm going to send Devon back to you, Benzito. Clearly, with uh, power outages in certain parts of uh, the country, we're going to be experiencing such um, uh, connectivity uh, issues. But nonetheless, the show goes on. It's 29 minutes after 10. I see there's some uh, voice notes from you, A-team, as we are talking about uh, the, 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 the silent killer that really has long-term and fatal effects on our health, and that is working long hours. Some of us have to work long hours, but... Um, do we get enough rest? Are we eating healthy enough to combat it? And uh, if studies prove to be right, then many of us are going to be facing ill health in the near future. Uh, let me just check if uh, you and uh, the A-team are on the same page with us. Please do WhatsApp on 614 SMSs go to 41391. Good evening, Patricia and the guest. I want to keep my name anonymous. You know, I'm one of the people working long hours. I'm telling you, it's long hours. I start work around 6 o'clock in the evening. I drive to Durban. 
I will reach Durban in the morning. I spend the whole day in Durban. I drive back in the Tuesday evening and come back to Joburg. I really, I arrive in Joburg Wednesday. It all depends what time, depending with the traffic, depending whatever is happening on the road. Sometimes I'm in Joburg around eight or nine, sometimes early in the morning, around four or five. I go home, I come back the same Wednesday and take another trip. I do the same. I come up again on Thursday to Joburg. I do the same again on Friday until Saturday. I finish Saturday morning. The only day I'm at home is Sunday. And my body is ever tired. I work long hours and the company is not paying. Good evening, this is Patricia, and your guests and your fantastic team there, uh, content producers and everybody else from the technical team, right? So, I mean, I think I want to comment on this issue of uh, just working hours and just committing time and over committing time to the working space. It can actually make one have... Uh, uh, compassion fatigue for the people that you are supposed to be serving in the workplace and that can be good and I think um, I think it should be reimagined the whole idea of eight hours and now with COVID I think there seems to be uh, the working from home you can't even tell if a person is sleeping or not but I think they have to account for the hours that they have to work but I think the way to reimagine it is to say that when someone is done with a particular task why not call it a day otherwise emotional fatigue which will make you absolutely grumpy. Asanda Molo Asanda, I couldn't agree with you more. And for the ATMer who was uh, uh, telling us about his long working hours, I, I really feel you, my brother. Um, and it, it, it's one of those things that you ask yourself, if I were to speak up about these uh, unconducive working hours, what would that mean for my um, you know, employment contract? Will my superiors deem me as a person who complains a lot? Or will I get the much needed help? So uh, Devan is back on the line with us. Uh, Thank you very much, Devan. I hope that the gremlins don't touch the connectivity anymore. Devan, are you there? Clearly, there are still some gremlins. Let me go back to your messages. Remember, when the power is out, a lot of other things tend to trickle downwards. But like I keep on saying, the show does go on. This one says the reason why people um, working more uh, hours, it's not because there is no choice. I once worked from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. Just one break. It ended up affecting my sleeping patterns ah, over time. Yeah. So it's the uh, livelihoods as uh, opposed to lives. And uh, how important do you deem your life or is it your lifestyle that's more important? This one says burnout, if I may say. Um, and uh, yeah, clearly burnout is an issue. Um, more messages here, but I'm going to ask Brabenzi to just go through them. This one says, Patricia, would you guess be able to comment on the benefits and possibilities uh, having daylight saving in uh, South Africa so that one's personal time can include some sunshine time for healthy outdoor activities and family time? This is from Kat. Unfortunately, Kat, uh, Dr. Um, Devan is no longer with us. His line is not. Oh, he's back. Okay. 
these gremlins, because I, I can't hear my team. We're using sign language. That's why we were laughing, or at least I was laughing. We're using sign language. Some of the things are not working. Let's try, Devan, and hopefully you'll answer this. Devan, are you back? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm back. I'm back. Sure. Now. Thank goodness. Okay, maybe you did not hear this question, but um, Katyn Pitamarasberg is asking, um, what would the benefits and possibilities of having a daylight saving in South Africa be for us so that one's personal time can include some sunshine time for healthy outdoor activities and family time? Uh, That's a good question. Um, You see, studies have shown a small increase in heart attacks after the start of daylight saving time, like in the spring as an example, and a small decrease at the end. Um, so, so daylight saving does affect the body. And um, so what they've discovered is it releases some hormones and it affects mood and hunger and sleep as well. So this is a very good question. And, and while we're talking about this, I would encourage the listeners to, to, to start becoming a little bit more aware of how they're spending their time in the day. You know, what, what activities are we actually engaging in? How are we taking our breaks? And one of the best ways to be able to release the stress and to start, um, you know, inducing some, 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 some good um, chemicals into our system that the body naturally produces is to spend time in nature and to go outside. And I do realize that many people live in apartments and building complexes, and it's very difficult for them to be able to walk on the grass or maybe take a quick um, brisk walk in the middle of the day. And in which case, I would, I would recommend walking on your balcony or opening the window to get in a bit of sunlight. Let me go to this one. And once again, around the trucking industry, saying I'm a truck driver, the worst mm. industry where the employer cares about revenue, not fatigue or health of workers. We work five weeks straight before you are given one week off and approximately 18 to 20 hours driving daily. The employer expects minimum 600 kilometers a day. You park and sleep before 10 p.m., you get a warning. So for people who are working in industries where you are being monitored um, and you are being given targets around the hours that you are working and strenuous hours, what can they do to minimize work stress? Yeah, if we can just reflect on, on the message from the, from the person, the truck driver, as an example, that is a highly dangerous space to be playing in when we're suffering fatigue and high levels of stress. And studies have indicated that uh, it's, it's, drunk driving doesn't even come close to fatigue driving. So if somebody is uh, got a pressure or a target to make 600 kilometers in the day, then the key performance area needs to be reviewed and, and, and the, the general health and the well-being of the individual because it's, you know, the cargo you can replace on the road. But would that person's life then be, would the mother be able to replace that son's life or would their family be able to replace that individual? And that is my concern is that, um, you know, an employee is replaceable, but a member of the family, unfortunately, the void lasts forever. And, um, and, and I just don't think that we're talking about it enough. So in these high stressful jobs where you've got this, 
this quota that you've got to be able to meet and you have, um, you know, reports that need to be submitted. I would say regular communication to the employer and advising in terms of exactly what is happening in the day. For example, some people are working from home, right? So they're working from home and now the pressure is on because when we worked in office blocks and when we were engaging with colleagues, Sometimes it was very easy to engage with others and then the day just sort of passes. Now the pressure and the heat is on because uh, we, 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 we concerned for job security, number one, and we have this feeling of anxiety. How do they know that I'm actually working and I'm not playing with the dogs or playing with the kids or watching TV in the middle of the day? That in itself could induce a lot of um, negative thought processes and the stress could also go higher. So in these high-pressure positions when there's a lot of deliverables and we've got be able to produce and produce. I would say a regular communication and being able to account for what has happened in the day so that realistic targets can then be set. Organizations all the time are looking at KPAs. How can we have a happier, more productive workforce? And if the workforce doesn't speak to their employer, then nothing, no policy will change. Um, another message here, which I think is quite uh, a, a touching one, because we hardly ever, you know, stand up or advocate for those who are not working these office high-class jobs. But Kat in Peter Maritzburg says domestic helpers who live in are basically at work nonstop. Any thoughts on this? Yes. Now, even as far as domestic help is concerned, it's, it's an absolute vital for the employer to be able to allocate specific working times, allocating tea breaks and lunch times, and also regular meet time for the domestic worker because it's absolutely unethical and outside of, a, of, a, of, a, of, of employment hours to call that person into the place of employment and ask for, and it's so easy, it can very easily happen, and this is why responsible employers is not just limited to large organizations and corporates. We must get that straight. Even restaurants, small restaurants, even households, even people who are, who are running apartment buildings and a caretaker is there. Seemingly, the people in apartment buildings think the caretaker is supposed to respond at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night if something goes wrong with their appliance or their fridge. And I've heard horror stories uh, from our learners through the college about how they expect it, because we do a lot of hygiene and cleaning learnerships um, at, at, at the college. And, uh, and sometimes I sit in on these segments and I hear some of the cleaners, uh, you know, talking about these things and how boundaries are being overstepped on and where there's no distinction between what is my working time and when can I... And people are afraid of job losses. So, of course, the person is going to say, yes, I'll do it. I'll come in because we want to please the employer. We want to please your manager and your boss. And therefore, I'm going to run and I'm going to be able to do it now. Never mind my health because at the moment, I'm feeling energetic. Remember, that's a very, very dangerous zone that we're stepping into for the employer and the employee because if that person falls ill because they're having a stroke or heart arrhythmia or something goes wrong then that is person is man down and uh, you've lost a good employee because you haven't been able to regulate a balance in life and that's what it's called a work-life balance and we can be alive and well while we are working. Thank you so very much uh, for, for encouraging us, uh, Devan. And I, I really do hope that we all find that work-life balance. As for one, like today I'm coming into work and I feel out of balance and my team is also laughing at me because they're guys and they're fitter than me and they walked up this flight of stairs 
with ease mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like my knees are shaking my chest is pounding i'm out of breath so i need to find the work gym balance but nonetheless uh, where where's where is your uh college based and uh how do we get in touch with you well we're a national service provider so we, we're very fortunate that we train all over the country so we've got centers in in, in cape town and in and in johannesburg but our head office is in santon and joburg and they could log on to www.icheftraining.co.za or www.devinmunsami.com and they'll be able to get a lot of information about our organization and all of the different programs that we do. Thank you very much, Devin. Looking forward to having an, more interaction with you. Thank you so much.